Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I have a client call for you guys today, one of the course creator intensives that I'm super excited to share with you guys. And um, I think this is going to resonate with a lot of you who perhaps haven't started your business yet. And of course, these are specifically for uh, people in the online world that are wanting to grow their business as a coach and or course creator. And today's call is with Sarah. And Sarah is um, someone who is in the process of getting certified for breathwork. And I love all of this, you know, these people really starting to, to feel called towards practices and modalities like breathwork because it really fits in with everything that I've been talking about lately in terms of, you know, nervous system regulation and connecting with your body and releasing uh, emotions and, and even trauma that is stored in your body. And breathwork, I think, is a beautiful modality to help people to do that. And I'm not the expert on it at all. So it was great to be able to talk to Sarah. But Sarah's at a place where she's still in the process of getting certified. And, you know, there are certain things that she wanted to shift internally to bring her into alignment and confidence with, you know, really taking the first steps in growing a business, in imagining making the kind of money that she desires to make and actually having that feel safe to her. Um, and so we really dove into more of sort of like an emotional reprogramming side of things that I've been talking about recently and familiarizing her body with what it feels like to make more money, to um, serve people, to feel worthy of serving people, to really feel confident in her ability as a breathwork facilitator and just do some of that, you know, foundational energy slash body work uh, when it comes to getting your business started. And this is something that we are doing inside of Launch Magic. And even if you already have um, started your business, you're already making money perhaps in like a one-on-one -on -one sort of container. Um, there's still significant emotional shifts and mental shifts we want to make before we start to take action towards really scaling your income through group offerings because it does feel a lot more, um, I want to say, you know, scary sometimes or unsafe sometimes to be seen in this way to put yourself out there during a launch. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest things people ask me about is like, what if only one person signs up? And the reality of why that feels scary to people is because they're worried about being seen in the possibility of failure and their ego is deeming that if one person signs up, then that would be a failure, right? And that's really not about anything more than not feeling safe, not feeling safe in being seen in that process of building our business. Um, because in reality, having one person in a program is not a problem at all. Um, but to our egos, to our nervous systems, it might feel that way. So, you know, we really talked about just, again, creating that creating that emotional programming that's going to allow Sarah to feel very easeful and safe in growing her business, in growing her income, in familiarizing herself with the possibility of, and thus manifesting more money. So without further ado, here is my coaching intensive with Sarah. Welcome to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders, and this is a space where you'll discover the science behind the woo of your soul-led business, collapsing timelines through combining identity work, quantum principles of creation, and nervous system aligned sales strategies. Here, we take a science-backed approach to understanding the magic of manifestation and the role our brains and bodies play in our success as business owners. 
It is my intention that the time you spend here serves as a channel through which you gain access to the clarity and ways of being in your business that'll enable you to impact thousands and transform your world in the process. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for joining me and for being courageous in uh, putting yourself and your journey out there. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. And I know that you're very early on in your business and there really isn't anything in place as of yet in terms of structures and things like that. And I think that a lot of people in the audience are going to resonate with that. Like, where the heck do I even begin? So before we jump in, do you want to just give us like a little bit of background on who you are and kind of where you're at with things? Um, well, so I've been working in the theater industry, performance arts for 10 years. Um, I have my degree, I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in design and technical production. So the more um, practical non-performing parts of performance art. Um, and then during the course of the pandemic, I discovered breath work, um, which is some people, you know, who do yoga know all about the breath or, you know, study other modalities, know all about the breath. But um, for me, this was like a really deep dive into something new. And uh, it just kind of unlocked this potential for me. Like it was, it's more of my own potential that I kind of like rediscovered, but I was like, wow, I can really, you know, manifest the things that I want in my life and do that from a place of like calm and relaxed and uh, just being grounded in my energy instead of like trying to like force it through the tunnel to get where I'm going. Um, yeah. Right. Cool. So I don't know too much about breath work. However, I do know quite a lot about sort of like the role that our nervous system plays in manifestation. And that's something I've really dove into the last year. And I think it's so important. And I also think it's newer to this conversation and something people are really needing, especially after the last couple of years. How would you describe breath work and what it is for someone who maybe hasn't heard of it before? I would call breathwork a healing modality. And really the only tools that you need to do breathwork are your breath, which I assume you have if you're watching this, and um, <laughs> a sense of awareness of yourself and your environment. Um, and really what it is about is uh, what we call a full conscious breath. So, you know, taking a deep inhale, using the full apparatus, um, not forcing it, but like being aware while you're breathing that you are breathing. Um, and you, you notice sensations that arise, maybe stories or images that come up. Um, and like meditation, you're meant to more like allow these to pass through rather than engage with them. But uh, through this process and through a, a, a guided debrief with your sitter who is like assisting your process, um, you, you can find healing and find, uh, you know, like move energy that you have had trapped in these stories or, you know, different pain bodies to, um, yeah, to heal. I love this. It's like so connected to just what I'm all about right now, which really is manifestation from a place of safety. And I love that you were used the word calmness, um, as opposed to kind of like manic energy of us trying to force things, which doesn't work at all. And I think that this is a really invaluable tool that people can use. And also from your application and what you've already said, it's clear that it's really something that you believe in because it's been such a big part of your journey. Would you say that's, that's accurate? Absolutely. Yes. It's very, uh, yeah. yeah, it feels like a birthright to me and like, also like, you know, something for everyone, a birthright for everyone. I love that. And does it feel like something that kind of came 
to and through you in a sense, like it sounds like you kind of just discovered it out of nowhere and it really resonated quickly. Yeah, it wasn't something like even like I learned about. I mostly, uh, you know, I, I, I got a little tidbit of like what the purpose and what the practice was like, but I really just dived into it with a breathe. Um, I did a full 90 minute cycle. That's usually the longest um, breathe that is like advised. It tends to be like you get tired afterwards or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, you know, through the own, the process of the intention that I came to the breathe to do and like releasing the blocks and, and experiencing the process just fully uh, for what it is, I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is huge. Um, you know, I can use this for myself and it's just breathing and, you know, being with myself. Um, and yeah, then someone came along and was like, well, but do you want to teach it to people? And I was like, yes, I do. Uh, so yes, it was a very much of like a full body. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, and this is such a great foundation for you to be building on because it, it's like, I mean, I talk about it all the time. It's the energy behind what you're doing that dictates, you know, how things go for you in your business and with your clients and all that kind of thing. And I know that in your application you wrote, you know, it's, it's at this point, obviously putting the nuts and bolts in place, but also more of like a personal foundation within yourself and shifting certain belief systems that you have that will allow you to, you know, create a very different kind of life through your business and serve clients at that level. Right. So, but the point is, is that you have that belief already. You have that, um, that foundation in the work that you're doing and we get to build on that. Right. Cause a lot of people don't even know what it is that they're really wanting to be doing and that's okay. There's always, there's a process of discovery, but I think that you're already, you've already got the ball rolling in the right direction because this is like, so something you just, like you said, full body. Yes. For you. And I love that. Okay. So, um, tell me then a little bit about, you know, why you wanted to book this call and, uh, where you kind of see things going. Like, do you see it more being like a one-on-one client kind of structure with a, a program is it something you'd like to teach in group, like courses down the road? What kind of is the vision for your business? If you have one yet? Um, yeah. So, at this point, um, you know, the, the course that I'm enrolled in, the certificate that I'm earning, part of that program is learning how to work one-on-one -on -one with clients. So in about a year, I am expected to have like the, the capacity to take on clients. So that's my initial goal is just to be able to, you know, whether I'm doing one-on-one -on -one sessions or facilitating group sessions, um, that's like my base goal is to just, you know, work with clients. I don't care if it's one or five or 10 or whatever, um, just to like, yeah, start interacting with clients of my own. Um, and then I have to earn another level of mastery in order to teach people to be a breathwork practitioner. Um, like I can support someone in breath, but to teach it, I would have to earn another certificate. Um, so I think that's a little more like down the line, but it would be absolutely wonderful, I think, to teach other people to teach this as well. Oh, I think, yeah, I think this is so, so needed. Um, and many people don't have any kind of tools for regular, sorry, regulating their internal systems. And actually I wanted to ask, because you have a knowledge of manifestation, what is the connection for you between breath work and creating our lives? Um, I think for me, well, it's like, you know, the science is kind of coming now to support what has already been shown that, you know, by tapping into your breath, you can 
connect back to your nervous system and sort of release, um, you know, trauma and events that have happened to you and have like blocked you from that manifestation. Like I am the first person to say that I am usually my biggest saboteur. Like if there's anything getting in the way, it might just be me. Um, So to be able to show up um, and be really centered and grounded in a place of, um, yeah, just like comfort within myself. You know, that's what breath really gives me. It's not even about the outside environment. When I come out of my breathe, I'm like, wow, like my internal environment is regulated. And it's not like I'm forcing myself to be in a certain state. I am in my, like my state of being. And so then I can go on and do what I have to do. From that place of like safety and ease, you can, you have, you know, decision, you have, you have energy to create what it is that you desire, as opposed to when we're giving all of our energy away to our anxiety or to fight or flight, or just surviving for that matter, we have no capacity to create anything. So I really, yeah, I really love what you're up to. I think there's such a need for it. I think if I'd had these tools, like I really struggled last year with just things going on and I didn't have any real awareness that it was like this fight or flight response. And I certainly didn't have any tools to help me kind of work through it. So I think there needs to be a lot more of this kind of conversation out there. And like, I had already manifested, you know, a lot of great things in my life, but I'd done it at a time when I'd already felt quite safe. You know, I hadn't had to achieve safety before moving forward. And so anyway, so I've become very aware of how much people need this. And, um, and I also think like, there's a reason that for so many people manifestation doesn't work. Right. And like traditional manifestation teachings are like, focus on what you want. Well, your body's not set up to focus on what you want when you're just trying to survive. Like literally we don't have the capacity for it. So I love that you can bring that into it for people. Um, Are you at this point, like working towards any part? I know that you're in the, in the process of being certified and you've still got a, a little ways to go before you actually get that certification. And you spoke a little bit about, you know, help with, um, solid business practices and like a foundation. Is there anything that you're doing yet in terms of building the business or you're not started yet? Um, I think the biggest things I'm doing is like gathering information outside of um, the coursework that I'm doing. Um, You know, I've been investigating other healing modalities just because like, you know, there's a lot of overlap and like, what are other people doing? How are other people like bringing forward their healing service? Um, You know, calls like this, just, you know, I think, I'm definitely a person that I have to talk through um, what my plans are or like what I'm trying to create. Um, So, you know, having someone just to even like jam with about what we're passionate about. um, Yeah, making time uh, for my business is the biggest thing I think I'm doing right now. Okay, cool. So what I want to look at with you today then is first and foremost, you know, you've, you've spoken a bit of imposter syndrome and I know that that's something literally everybody goes through and probably all of the listeners are like, oh, perfect. I need to hear people talk about imposter syndrome because it's like really, really, really common. Um, and then from there, looking at sort of the, the um, angle you could come at in your business when you're, when you're ready to, and when you're certified and you're at the point that would, would be very unique to you. Right. And it's not so much angle sounds tactical, but like sort of tact, you know, sorry, like a tactic. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word I was looking for, but, um, but I mean, sort of like looking at what is your sort of niche within 
breath work, which is a very broad topic. And I know that you talked about, um, in your application, not wanting to pigeonhole yourself or not wanting to not like you want this to be available to everyone. Um, and so we don't need to, when I say niche, we don't need to decide like specifically who you're helping and what you're helping with, but you might have a niche within the, the world of breath work that is, it's really just more like how you communicate it with people or how you marry certain things together, or, you know, like I teach online business, like that's not a niche. <laughs> I mean, it is, but not really. Um, but for me, my niche, so to speak, is the way that I bring in like the things that really made a difference for me and understanding of the science side of things like the, you know, emotional reprogramming and the aligned strategy. Like for me, that's my niche. And that's in my mind, what sets me apart that I don't think anyone else is doing quite the way that I am, because it's very much a reflection of my own journey. And so we want to look at what that would look like for you such that we're not falling into comparison. We're not, you know, we know what, what it is that we can help people with. And it puts us in a position to serve those that really need it delivered in the only the way that we can. Right. So first and foremost, let's look a little bit at like the conversation around imposter syndrome, which I think is just like every business owner ever pretty much. And even like, I mean, I've had different levels of imposter syndrome at different levels of my business. It's not like it just goes away one day and you never feel like an imposter again. Um, but what does that feel like for you? Like, what's your experience of, you know, who am I to be doing this? What does that feel like? Um, yeah, it definitely just like, is a really small feeling. Um, uh, you know, it's like you take away your own power when you doubt that you have it. Um, and I find it really counteractive to, you know, doing anything. Um, so, um, yeah, in terms of my business specifically, it's like, you know, if I show up this way and then all of a sudden people are going to view me differently, you know, like I'm going out on a a ledge here basically saying like, I believe in this thing. I believe it can help you. I want to help you. And then, you know, you're opening yourself up to rejection. And what does that mean to be rejected? And um, definitely a sense of like, it would be so great to have this success, but then what happens if, you know, I'm not as successful or I'm not, um, or like, you know, something really bad happens and then people do think I'm an imposter. Um, does that mean I'm an imposter? Like, that's really kind of like who gets to decide what's the truth sort of. So I think that, you know, there's bits of imposter syndrome in there for sure. And we can look at that, but what I'm more hearing from you is a fear of visibility and judgment. Right. And, and part of that, where that's, that is laced in with, um, imposter syndrome is like, what if I'm judged because I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing? Like, who am I to be doing that? So it is very much related, but for you, you know, I mean, I'm sure you, you really understand trauma and, and the role it plays in the body and how it's triggered. And so this is just you coming up against these triggers, right? The like fear of rejection, the fear of being visible. What does that feel like for you in your body? What's that like kind of program like for you? Cause I can tell you like rejection is one of the biggest things I've come up against and it's, and it's still often there, you know, but it used to be so like, it would just take me out for days and days and days. And it's not like a mindset thing. It's like, it's like a way of being a program, a trauma almost in the body. What does that, you know, how does, how does that feel for you? Or what's your experience of, of that? 
Um, physically, it's definitely like, I mean, small, like I said before, is a good way to describe it, but like tight, you know, especially in my throat and my chest. Um, it's a very, like, the word coming to mind is like people pleasing, like I'm trying to fit in this box so that I can show up and keep showing up because like maybe if I show up differently, people aren't going to want it. So I have to show up in the right, the right way. Um, you know, it's very constricted. Yeah. Yeah. And what's sort of the antidote for this fear of rejection or, um, yeah, any, I mean, for some people it's abandonment for some people, it's some version of like, not good enough. We all have it. Um, what would you say for you, if that's the experience in your body, what's the opposite of it? If you could describe it in like a word or two in terms of an emotion, perhaps. Um, definitely like unbridled joy. Like, you know, like when laughter just bubbles out of you, like that's how it feels a much more free, like flowing feeling. Yeah. And like a feeling of safety, really, right? Yeah, it's like free to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Safe to be seen, safe to be heard, safe to share my truth and be seen for it and acknowledged for it. And I also really get this because I remember when I came out of like the, <laughs> the manifestation closet, so to speak, like I was really nervous about what people were going to think. And I really kind of like watered down my message for a really long time. Um, or I only spoke about certain things on my podcast. Cause I knew that like my family wasn't necessarily listening to that or friends weren't listening to that. Um, and I was like, oh my God, what are people going to think? What personally my experience was, was that the more I opened up about it, the more people that I didn't think would be open to it started reaching out and talking to me about, you know, how much they agreed with or, or were learning from what I was experiencing. So there's, there's an element there of starting to do it, even though it feels really scary. And then watching what comes up for you in terms of the, the response that might come up in your body, that constriction, that fear, and you know, really soothing it, nurturing it. And you have the tools to do that, which is the great part, right? So if it's a fear of being seen or judged and that feels like rejection, it feels like we want to withdraw. It feels like we don't want to put ourselves out there because it's too big of a risk. We want to actually start rewriting that program, acknowledge it, make space for it, but rewriting that program with feelings of safety in the body, right? With feelings of joy in the body, with feelings of, I mean, it's really about providing ourselves with what we need internally and emotionally until it begins to overwrite the fear of, you know, what might be triggered externally, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you, I'm sure with breath work, how, I mean, you've, you've spoken about trauma in the body. That's all this really is right. So when it comes to releasing or healing or whatever, um, sort of terminology you use around the topic of these old programs, um, what sort of your belief system, like mine is that we can acknowledge what's there and we can write a new program that is more prevalent than the old story or the old trauma. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, in breathwork, a lot of, we call it like being complete, you know, when you go through a session and you, you bring up what needs to be brought up or what is already coming up and, you know, you look at it and you release it, you, you come to this place of completion. So I don't always... I think it could be helpful certainly to, to embody a new state of being. That's usually the intention is meant yeah. to be a forward future focused, like way of yeah. being like, what are you, what, yes. what are you coming to the breath to do? Um, yeah. 
So I think we're yeah. very, very aligned. There's a, she always, um, my breathwork coach says um, that there's a way through every block. And that's like a really, like even in the breath, but also in everyday life, just like to say, that's the truth. Like, I know that there's a way through the block just because the block is there doesn't mean you're done. I love that. And it's absolutely true. And even the things that have been true for us forever, you know, like you might have an experience of not good enough or rejection or whatever, that's been following you forever. Everywhere you go, there's a new version of it, right? It, it still can be something that we can essentially unfamiliarize our body with and refamiliarize with what exactly what you said, like a forward moving emotion that's going to serve us in what we desire to create next. So um, in your business, take yourself to a year from now, you've, you've put together a website, you've got a package available um, and you're attracting clients, you know, and you're really like, you feel like that feels easy, right? That feels, it's not like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. That's not the emotional experience. You're attracting clients and it's embodied for you. It's like, oh yeah, okay, this is normal, right? What are the emotions that you'd associate with that? Um, if it were normal, um, like just like a calm, a sense of, you know, fulfilling purpose. And like, like you said, it doesn't have to be hard to do that. Um, and trusting and knowing of that. I'm a very service-oriented person, and I've always felt that, you know, in some way to work in as a service person, like, you have to drain yourself, so it feels very, like, it feels like a yes in my body to know that I don't have to be this, like, empty shell of a person to support other people. If anything, I think if you're, if you're really doing the work you're meant to do, it, it's fulfilling, yeah. you know, like, I do a whole bunch of these calls for, for, I mean, it's for promotional purposes and also just to serve people, but it really feeds me. Like it feeds into my, who I'm being in this launch, which then affects, you know, how easy it is for me to receive, you know, but that's because we're having, I'm having conversations with people like you that it's like, there's so much fulfillment in it. It's not like a give or take energy. So I think that the fact that you're already recognizing that those are the kinds of people that you want to draw into your business. So anyways, um, sorry, I got sidetracked there, but, uh, but what those emotions then were that you said, it was like, yeah, ease, fulfillment, gratitude, probably a sense of like self-pride. Like I did this, you know, yeah. I chose this. It wasn't easy. I committed to it. I did this. And also a sense I think of like, confidence isn't quite the right word. Cause a lot of the time confidence is more ego than anything, but it's like a grounded knowing about yeah. who you are and how you help people, right? Like an embodied way of being in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what I want you to do, and before we kind of move on and after this, this call is to, you know, create either a visualization or a breathwork session or a meditation that really resonates for you that allows you to tune into those emotions. And really all you're trying to do is familiarize your body with them on the topic of your business and taking yourself to a space that right now your, your like emotional body might feel threatened by in a sense and be like, Oh my God, like I have a business and a website and I'm putting myself out there. Like right now it's like, there's likely a response to it, but we can go there enough times in our mind and in our body to the point where it starts to become very familiar and almost like, yeah, this is no big deal. Right. The reason that it feels scary and it brings up 
everything that it brings up is because it's not familiar. It's unknown. And the nervous system doesn't like the things that are unknown. It'll keep us in the things we don't want over allowing us to have what we do just because what we, what we know right now, what's familiar is also what's safe. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Is that resonating for you? Absolutely. Like, you know, you're just staying in the bubble because that's what's that's what you know, but like going outside of that. Yeah, I'm very much a, of an explorer, an experimenter. So, but it's not always like, you know, sometimes it comes with some kind of baggage. You're right that, you know, if you can just, yeah, be more, be more present to it and be like with it and expose yourself to it and know that it doesn't have to be that way. Like you can, yeah, build up that, um, yeah, build it up. I'm not sure what I mean exactly there, but yeah. Well, no, that's exactly what you're doing. Essentially, you're building the the program that it's both in the brain and in the body. You're familiarizing your body with emotions. You're familiarizing your brain with certain thoughts um, until it begins to, it, it feels as if it's something that's already happened because you've played it over in your mind so many times. And we know that the subconscious brain doesn't, can't distinguish the difference between something we're imagining and something that's actually happening, right? It's the reason you take a, or you imagine taking a bite of a lemon and your mouth waters. So if we can experience that in a way that actually is safe, because it's only in our mind and we can do it over and over, this is essentially my launch prep. Um, well, this is my launch prep for launches that really work. <laughs> I, the ones that don't, I, it's cause I haven't done this thing where I'm like, really like I'm imagining card open. I'm imagining people coming through. I'm playing it over and over in my mind until it feels very familiar and very like, oh yeah, that's already happened. Right. Um, but this is the really cool thing about all this is that, and you have such a, a great understanding of it already and the tools for it, but we can you know, essentially we don't have to, like there's blocks for sure. And there's beliefs and we want to look at them, but it's more like a lot of the time, the thoughts and the beliefs and the blocks come out of an old emotional trauma that we just haven't rewritten yet. And when I say rewrite, I don't mean like, oh, just ignore it. Pretend it's not there. Like not like emotionally bypass, but instead actually acknowledge that it's come up. Like I spent most of last year in a lot of fear and anxiety about certain things. And this morning I woke up and I had some anxiety and instead of being like, oh my God, what's going on? Like something's wrong. I need to look for it. I was like, this is an old program. I've been rewriting it. It's less and less and less these days, but it's okay that there's a bit of that still there. And then it just kind of drifted away because I wasn't making it wrong. Right. So it's this process of familiarizing ourselves with a new way of being that's then also going to take care of so much of the, you know, the doing part for you, where it's like, right now, let's say if I was like, go build a website in the next, you know, five days and make sure you have ways for people to pay you (laughs) your current, like way of being might be like, uh, I don't know if I can do that. If you were to familiarize yourself with a new way of being one that was based around, you know, those emotions that you would associate with that, that level of success in your business. Now you've got like, you've got the way of being, you've got the identity essentially, um, that's going to make those things a lot more like, oh, well, I've been playing over in my mind that I already am this person. And one of the things that that person do does is build a website. Right. And so anyways, um, so I feel like that's resonating for you. I feel like you get it, especially with your background. And so that's the number one thing that I would say in terms of your own mindset work, I think what you're already doing with, um, with your breathwork certification and all that kind of stuff is going to lend itself really, really well. 
but yeah, look at, um, what is the way of being that's going to serve me in this? And how can I tune into that each day in different ways? I think for me, it's, I do a lot of visualization. Some people don't like visualization or they have a hard time with it. There's scripting practices. You can do even like walking meditations with your eyes open. Um, breath work, I think is a great way to do it. Uh, yeah. Anything that, that works for people. Um, so then, then from there, I want to look a little bit at just the imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome, I think if we were to really just summarize it is this idea that you don't know enough or that you need to be somebody else in order to serve people successfully, in order to be worthy of serving people successfully and to be able to really help people, right? Imposter syndrome, like if we were to get a client and we're still in imposter syndrome, we're going to be like, oh my God, they're going to regret hiring me. Who am I to help them? What if we don't have the breakthrough that they're hoping for? Like all of that is imposter syndrome, right? And essentially what it is, is an identity that, or belief about yourself that you should be more of something in order to be worthy of what you desire and desirable to those you want to serve, right? So I think that the fact this comes up for you, is like, you're, you're still getting your certification. Right. And I would, it sounds like you've come a really long way in a short period of time. Yeah. 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 So, you know, in another year from now, when you're certified, like you're going to have so much of the tools you're going to have, like, I don't think that whatever imposter syndrome that's coming up for you right now needs to, it's, I don't think it's a problem at all. It's just like, you're doing all of the things. It would be another thing if in a year from now you have the certification and you're still like, who am I to do this? That would be something to look at, right. And something to transform. But what I will say is we want to create new neuro connections that really support that are really like confidence-based and really support that who we are is exactly who we need to be. So could you tell me even just a, like three things? I ask this question to people all the time. Three things that you really feel like you bring to this work for other people that are unique to you. And they can be small things, but yeah, just three things. Um, I think I'm very comfortable uh, in vulnerability and uncertainty. And like, I definitely, you know, still have my own battles with that but I do feel very comfortable like being like we don't know um but so that's like that definitely serves me and I think could serve other people um yeah I am a very curious person like I think that that you know like is a very big combatant to being like in a judging mindset like I just want to know more or like say what do you think that could be about or like what could be here um so curiosity and um I'm very enthusiastic. Like it doesn't take a lot uh, to get me excited. Um, I think some people think that that's like too simplistic to be like, you know, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm easily entertained, but really it's like, yeah, if you want to, if what you want to manifest in your life is a dog, like, let's go for it. Yeah. I think that's, those were beautiful answers by the way. And they came to you quite easily. A lot of people really stumble at that question because they're like, I don't know, like it feels so unfamiliar for them to to talk about themselves in that way at all. Um, I love the curious thing. I think that helping clients actually get to the bottom of what's there for them. It needs to be, you need to be curious, right? Whereas a lot of people, a lot of coaches, a lot of healers are, they want to jump into like telling you what they think the problem is or what the solution is, as opposed to really giving it time and space to identify. And I can say, I've been on, I've been on calls with both kinds of coaches 
um, not that you know, I don't know if you'd consider yourself a coach, but healers, let's say, um, where, you know, one, one side was like asking me all those questions, all these questions, really getting to the root or the bottom of the cause and other ones who would hear a couple lines and be like, okay, well, have you tried this? And at that surface level of coaching, nothing happens, right? Like very, very, very little. So I think that's something really like huge. That's actually the difference for people with, with a healer that is doing that kind of work and is genuinely curious. And then the enthusiasm part, like, people, I think people really want permission to desire what they desire. And when you're enthusiastic about your work and about what they're creating through your work or through working with you, um, you know, that's like a, it's just such a energy exchange. So I think these are really beautiful things. And the more that you can just be in that conversation with yourself, where it's like, look, there's, you know, tens of thousands of breathwork practitioners, I'm sure, but there are also million billions of people that I know need this work and my way of doing things and my level of commitment and enthusiasm and curiosity is something that's really going to serve a certain group of people in a way that nobody else can. And that, you know, there's going to be a, a certain group of people who like need someone to hear what they're going through, through my lens of personal life experience does that make sense? It's like, you'll be able to hear things for a certain group of clients because of your own personal experience. Right. Whereas another coach, um, might not have had any kind of history. Like I, one of my friends said recently, we can only take people as deep as we ourselves have been. Right. So it's just about understanding where you've been personally in your own life is going to help you serve people in a way that no one else in the world could. And it's not about being like the best or anything like that. It's about really recognizing that, like, even in like a saturated industry, I don't even believe there's such a thing as saturation. (laughs) All it says is that there's a lot of people that need this work. That's why it's like saturated. I also believe that saturation means that there's more people that don't know what they're doing or that aren't in it for the right reasons. And that's going to help me stand out and you stand out because of who you are. Right. So do you feel how that feels different in your body where it's like, I can serve a certain group of people in a way that no one else can because of yeah. who I am and what I've been through. Yeah. Right. There's no imposter syndrome in that. If you trust these people are finding me because they were meant to. Yeah. No, I think right. that kind of relates to what I said about the niche. It's like, I think that the people, I mean, I just, I do expect to see people, you know, within my own age range, probably female or, you know, yeah. like I work in the arts. So I expect to see artists, but yeah, yeah. to call in the right people. I think it just kind of the right people magnetize to you. Yeah, exactly. And when we're in imposter syndrome, we are, it's more about our ego and it's fine. It's, it's real and it's there, but if we can take on a belief system and said, instead that says I was called to do this work, which means there's people calling this work through me. And I'm going to trust that if they came into my world, it's because they need something that I have right. And taking more of like a spiritual approach to it as opposed to like, well, I need to get eight more certifications and have six years of experience before I'll be, <laughs> like, I'm exaggerating, but like a lot of people are operating from that sort of scarcity place, which is really more our own relationships with ourselves. So anyway, sorry, I know I've said a lot of things there, but I, I feel like these are just small tweaks for you. Like you're really in 
a good place. Um, and you do believe in the work that you're doing and the practice that you're learning. And that's really, really going to serve you and other people. Now, um, in terms of sort of like coming at the, what I was saying before about your personal angle, um, what like, I'm sure breathwork is very, like there's a million different modalities, I would assume, and people that approach it different ways. What's your way? What do you, what really resonates with you because it impacted you in your life? Um, so I've definitely uh, explored a number of breathwork modalities and there are different types of breath, even, you know, especially if you do yoga that people use. Um, what really resonates for me is a lot of the the background so like like you said about not making things wrong that's a big part of the modality that i'm learning um it's also a gentle breath you're not it's not forceful you're not meant to um be extending your breath the way some breath work uh, practices do um it's just like i've fallen asleep and they say that that's exactly the way that it's meant to be if that's what happens um and I think there's so much, uh, you know, like grind culture in our healing that is kind of counterintuitive. So it's yeah. great for me. Like, that's one thing that, you know, I hear all the time that this is a gentle practice. Um, and it kind of goes without saying, if you if you understand the work that it's trauma informed, um, which I think there's a lot of non-trauma informed healing happening. Um, yeah. Again, seems kind of counterintuitive, but yeah. Um, it's really acknowledging that, you know, you don't have to push through, you don't have to suddenly become something to like start being that in your day-to-day -day life. Beautiful. I love the gentleness um, sort of, you know, approach to it or view on it because you're right. There is so much like, like make it happen, you know, like this idea that like mindset work and manifestation and healing work is like this very intense thing that you're like grounding your grinding yourself into the pavement for that's very counterintuitive because it actually is. I mean, we create, we manifest around us what we're in sync with. Right. And anyone that has, whether let's say you wanted to, um, I don't know, make a million dollars or just be successful in your business or something like that, you're going to get there because it feels natural to you as a like hectic energy doesn't actually create anything that provides us freedom. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, so I think you could actually connect that for people, right. And have that kind of be something you sort of enlighten people to where it's like, you know, we, we create around us who we are being. And if in our healing or our mindset work, we're being someone that's like looking for the problem and, you know, being hard on ourselves and like, like being very frantic about this. Well, what are we creating? We're creating more of all of that in our world. Yeah. Right. So if you can approach this work from a place of being gentle, being ease, being peace, being really like love and compassion and understanding for yourself, well, you're going to create a lot more of that in your world just by default. Like yeah. what a beautiful distinction for people. And I think you'll find that people really resonate with that because they, they intuitively see so much of the world of like, like hustle culture manifesting and it doesn't resonate with them. Yeah. Right. So, um, I think like one of the really powerful 
things that I've often done or like approach that I have to certain messages is kind of giving people what they know intuitively is true, but that they haven't seen anyone specifically talk about, right? Like one of the things I really talk about is that I don't really believe it's about law of attraction. And I think the law of attraction really creates a lot of resistance for a lot of people. And when I say that the number of people that are like, oh my God, like this just makes so much more sense to me. And there's people that love law of attraction and that's fine, but I'm speaking to the people that it's caused more problems for than it has solutions. Right. And so I think it's a similar thing with what you're saying, where it's like, this is how it actually gets to be. And you'll have people who are like, yeah, like I knew intuitively, I knew that, but I couldn't find anyone really putting it in those words, the way that you did. Right. So yeah, I'm just kind of like offering that from a space of like, you'll find in sharing that message, like that's something that's really unique to you. And what would you say in that approach of, of being very gentle about this work in your own life? Um, like how has it changed who you're being given that you're, you're doing this regular, probably daily work that's really focused on gentleness on, you know, observation of self and of emotions rather than you know, labeling or making wrong. Um, yeah. Would you say it has changed your overall demeanor or just how you be in this world? Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like in a way it's sort of returned me to a state of being that, you know, was already there. Um, you know, not, mm. not like a suit that I've put on today. Um, yeah. It's like, because, because so much of the work is about just breathing and being in awareness, it has really allowed me to breathe and be in awareness and know that that's my natural state and to show up, um, you know, calm and be comfortable in enthusiasm, be comfortable being seen. Um, and it's not like I'm making a point um, to do that. It's just that I, you know, I wake up and I breathe and I'm aware and like, it doesn't have to be this like sticky, difficult thing to show up um, as myself which makes it probably a lot more inviting to do so. Yeah, absolutely. It just kind of, it's, uh, yeah, one of the things that we say about the breath is that it's cumulative. Like you do just see it build. Um, and like, even I think I already said, but like the veins of what other people, um, not even my own experience, but the people that I share a breath with, um, you know, other people who are setting their own intentions and going in to breathe. Um, hearing their experience and their process even is something that I see out play, like play out in the week after. Um, so it, it definitely, um, yeah, it just kind of seeps in. So I love all of that. And I think people would really resonate with that. And I think you could, I mean, I don't know how much of it in your work you desire to attach to like manifestation or like, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, but I think if you did like connecting for people, because there, I look for like, okay, what are people wanting? Right. Um, because they know they want access to a life that feels a certain way, you know, a level of freedom, whether that's through a business or not. Um, they know they want to have a certain emotional experience of life, you know, it's, and it looks different for different people. Um, what we are really doing is giving people, you know, tell, like giving them access to what it is that they already identify with wanting, but through our own certain process. And our job really is to like 
liberate them or educate them rather on why our process or our modality is access to that desired outcome for the right reason. So it's kind of like, I've heard it called like, you know, the hook and switch or the bait and switch kind of like you're like, I often, I used to coach people that weren't in the world of mindset and manifestation at all. So I would give them, you know, in my messaging, what I knew they wanted, which was clients in their business. And then in the actual program would be like, cool. Now we're going to talk about your mindset. Like I, you know, and I would, I would educate them on why that mattered and Mm -hmm. why. So that's essentially, you know, in terms of like messaging approaches for you, you have to decide what it is that you really want to help people to create. And it might in the beginning, just be a calmer sense of self, you know, like that's a desired outcome. A lot of people have, or you might desire to help them create everything they ever dreamed of. Like it, it, I think it's really a personal thing. Um, but so deciding what that is speaking about it in ways that those people identify with or language that they are using. Right. Um, and then sharing with them how your modality and your understanding and your process is going to help them to get it or create that in their life. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like even what you said about like, I think a lot of people struggle even to say, I want that. And I think that's like one really simple thing that a breath can do for you is even to be like, yeah, I do want that. And right. then to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be a part of your specific process. Like, I mean, sometimes I would jump into, you know, laying out a curriculum for people, but I don't think you're quite there yet because you're, you know, still going through this certification, but if you were going to, you know, let's say create a coaching program that was, or maybe not a coaching program, a breath work mentorship kind of thing. Is that what you'd probably refer to it as? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, like a package or container and, you know, after three months, the intention for people is that they feel a sense of calmness. They feel a renewed sense of self and confidence. They've replaced a lot of sort of that like frantic, hectic, overthinking energy with, you know, just coherence and um, like love and peace really. Um, And you could talk about all the things that that would potentially lead something, someone to, which is like anything that they want really. (laughs) Um, And then you'd look at, okay, what's my step-by-step strategy or not strategy framework that would walk people through where they are now to where they desire to be. And you might decide to start with exactly what you just told me is even just getting them to the place where they feel safe in, in telling themselves or others what it is that they want, right? That could be your first step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you could go, okay, now you're like willing to actually ask for it or state it as something that you desire and, and want to feel worthy of. Okay. What comes after that? Well, now we're going, and obviously it would be very, um, customized to each individual person and where they were personally at, but usually with a one-on-one, it's a framework of kind of like, you know, an evolution of, of, um, practices and, and teachings that you're guiding people through and helping them to customize to their own journey. Right. So if, you know, out of this, you wanted to create a very sort of loose structure for a one-on-one container, that's what you'd want that to look like. It's like, okay, where are they when they're coming in to work with me? And it might just be an emotional space, not necessarily a physical one. Where do they desire to be at the end of working with me or in the months following? And what would my unique process be that I think would get them there, you know, through this work? Okay. Step one, we're going to have them feel safe and asking for what they want. If they haven't done that yet. Step two, 
we're going to, or phase two or whatever, we're going to, um, I don't know, <laughs> like you would decide <laughs> what it looked like. Um, yeah. Does anything sort of like, I know that you're not necessarily at the point yet of being able to coach people or, um, to right. mentor people. Um, but yeah, does like, is that having sort of clarity around that helpful? Yeah, absolutely. No, even that, like, I feel like I'm already sparking ideas. I think okay. like there's so much, like the, the breath process is meant to be simple for a reason. Um, so like, I think a lot of what I've been doing around, like trying to imagine having a course or like what kind of offerings I would put out, I get a little stuck because I'm like, well, but it's simple. So you just, you breathe and then, you know, like your, your intention is your own. And that's like where a lot of the work is. Um, but yeah, being able to guide people to certain, you know, like benchmark kind of intentions, like if you are struggling to do anything, like, you know, even when you come into your breath, it can just be difficult to breathe. Um, and that means something. So yeah, helping them to like guide through different, uh, like, yeah, sort of steps of what they're trying to manifest. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I totally get, it's like, okay, if I'm going to write, say a program page or a description and I'm like, well, we're going to breathe for three months. Like it probably is like, okay, what does that actually look like though? Cause I don't know how to market that, but in reality, the breathing is the process and we're not in marketing. If you'll call it that, I like to think of it more as like, I'm educating people on how I can help them, but the world knows it as marketing. Um, we're not giving them so much of the process. We're talking about it. Um, but we're more talking about our process in relation to how and why it can help them get what it is that they desire. And in our, in our like communication or copy or whatever, you'd speak more to that desired transformation. Right. And then just tell them about why, like, I think the fact that breathing is simple is what pe like people want it to be simple. You know, they don't actually want to feel like they have to do months and months worth of like, you know, 20 hours a week of trying to understand things. And like, if it's simple, then your job really is just to illuminate people why it's going to work. And actually I, in my experience and in, in my own journey, I feel there's a lot of value in helping people understand why they're doing what they're doing. And that might be a part of like a program for you, right? Equipping them with the understanding, because I think a lot of the time when we give people mindset practices and we don't tell them how it's going to specifically help them, they often don't do it because they don't know what the payoff is, right? right? If you were like, here, go to the gym for an hour and sweat. And they're like, but how is that going to help me? They're probably not going to want to do it. If you're like, if you go to the gym for an hour, you're going to work these muscle groups. They're going to become conditioned. It's going, you're going to start feeling stronger. You know, this is actually what's happening inside of your body. Chances are that they actually do that work and benefit from it go up considerably. Right. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, now I think that there's an opportunity for you to get started with some things. And I know that that probably brings up some stuff and that's okay. Like we don't need to wait until it feels totally easy and aligned and effortless and safe. Like we actually want to like this process of building a business like this is scary. <laughs> it brings up shit for us to heal. Right. That's one of the wonderful and also like terrifying things about it or hardest things about it is that like you become the most evolved version of yourself and that can be confronting. Right. But, uh, so, I mean, I think it could be, do you have like an Instagram account for your business yet or anything like that? No, um, I've begun okay. like making a landing page and like, uh, you know, oh, a place cool. for to 
you know, ask for free content or sign up for paid content. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of like of the mindset that I don't want to go so hard on the social media. Um, okay. Like I just think, like I think it has so many valuable aspects and so many not. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I always describe it as a love hate relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So then, you know, it might be about look like you don't need social media to have a successful business at all. I know a lot of people probably think that you do, but I, I believe there's just, there's ways to have our business feel and be exactly what we desire it to be, um, or how we desire it to feel. So, you know, it might be then like, I just want you to practice kind of like putting your thoughts out into the world and, um, I mean, one of the things that I did early on in my business before I even really, I was on Instagram, but I wasn't using it that consistently was I started my podcast because, and I didn't tell anyone about it either (laughs) because I just wanted to like put my voice out there, start, you know, I was kind of like at the time recording my own journey, so to speak, but you might, I don't know, it could be something simple, a free, a free opt-in of some sort that you run some simple ads to, or like, I don't know something like that, or putting your, your website together. But I would definitely look to at, um, on the topic of social media, not that we have to have it by any means, but we want to look at why we don't want it. Like if it's like, I'm going to avoid Instagram so that my friends and family don't know that I'm doing this thing. (laughs) That's not like, we don't need to use Instagram, but we want to heal whatever it is that's there. Right. Um, so I don't know, is there, at the end of the day, we need some way to, to have people find us and our work. And I know that you're not quite at that point yet. Um, but is there a way that you could be just sharing your thoughts, whether anybody's really seeing it or not, doesn't matter that feels inviting to you? Um, yeah, I guess I use like my personal Instagram for like, sort of that kind of just thought sharing. Like I'm very much, okay. Uh, or like journaling, but yeah, more outward things. Like even uh, like doing this, like talking to people about what I'm doing, you know, just like I'm doing breath work, not even like come do it with me, but like I'm doing this thing. Yeah. Do you want to know more? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I think that that's a great place to start then just even on your own socials or in conversations with people sharing what your journey is and why you're passionate about this, right? And that's really going to be the thing that draws people in. I mean, my first coaching client, was a lash client that messaged me one day and said, if you ever decide to coach, I want to be your first client. I was actually in the process of building a website and I just hadn't told anyone about it yet, but it's like, I was excited about what I was doing and I was seeing a lot of changes in my own life and people were just drawn to that. So you might naturally just get people that are inquiring about it. Right. Um, but I think the point is, and because you have time between now and when you're certified, the point is just to be sharing about it, be talking about it, start conversations, perhaps in Facebook groups or something like that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter so much if you were like, okay, I need to build an email list because I'm launching something in two months. This would be a different conversation, but I think for right now, it's more about you feeling safer and safer in sharing what it is that you're doing. And I think that you know, we can write the internal programs and that's what I'd really recommend for you. But also it's about seeing that it is safe. Like when you do something that feels vulnerable and the world doesn't end, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like when I first started talking about like quantum physics, like that didn't feel safe to me at all. And now I'm like, 
I don't care. It's, this is so cool, but I've done it so much and realized people are into it. And if they're not like, I'm sorry, you're missing out, you know, <laughs> but I had to like, I just did it a lot, a lot of times. So that's the reason that it feels safe for me to share yeah. these kind of very, you know, so I think it's the same thing for you. So just keep doing what you're doing in that regard. Is there anything else you wanted to chat about today before we hop off, Sarah? Um, wow. Yeah. I've, um, I've actually seen you talk in a number of things. Like I did good enough, um, and a couple other oh, cool. the, like week long intensives. And I feel like there's so many questions or things we could chat about, but, um, I feel like I guess one thing that a lot of people don't really talk about, like there's a lot of like how to do your finances in a certain way that is supportive, but like how to feel into the financial aspect. Like for me, one thing that I'm struggling with is just like the fact that I've never made like so much money from my own business. Like I've worked freelance as a theater practitioner. So like the idea of making money from my service is not new, but making the kind of money that I'm looking to make or like, even, you know, knowing that I, you know, as a single entity was able to do that for myself, like, how do you bring that into reality? Like, would you just recommend visioning or? Yeah, I mean, that's really what it's looked like for me. And I did have a history of making money for like weird, like I painted and like, I used to sell lemonade as a kid and like, like it wasn't new to me to like have an idea and then make money from it. But certainly making the kind of money I desired to make, um, and do make was un very unfamiliar. And I didn't know anybody that had personally at all. Um, and so for me, I think that I, I did just really familiarize myself with it. And one thing that happens when you are practicing that potential reality is you start to, it becomes so normalized internally for you. Like, let's say it's, you desire to make $10,000 a month and you're like, I don't, I've never come anywhere close to that. You know, I'm, you have a lifetime now behind a certain relationship with money and a certain amount of money, probably that of course it feels really like, what does, what would it even feel like to make $10,000 a month? Right. But the reason that it feels very unfamiliar is because it is right. You just not had that experience. And it's also probably not one that's very common around you, around any of us really, um, to not only make like six figures or whatever your goal is, but to do it as a business owner, it's not normal, right? We see it on the internet a lot. So it feels like it's what everybody's doing, but the reality is it's not that normal. So for me, it really was a visualization practice. Um, I, I played around with numbers a lot. Like I, I still do this. I looked at, okay, if I had, like when I started, I had a $3,000 coaching package and I looked at if I, what would it look like to have eight people at that price, you know, that we're paying, I don't know what my monthly was at the time, but what would that look like? I played around and, and I always was launching courses. So I looked at like, what would it, what, how much money would I make if 10 people signed up for this $400 course. And I played around in that a lot. Um, and then I did a lot of visualizing and I still do like when I'm wanting to go to that next level, I want to feel what that's like. And what happens is like, let's say for me, it's like my first 50 K month. I've visualized it enough times now. And this has really only been like, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've had that goal for a while, but I've really committed to visualizing it the last few weeks. And it feels almost, it sounds bizarre. It feels kind of small at this point. It feels like, oh yeah. Okay. Um, 
And that's also the experience that you'll end up having when you have that first 10 K 20 K month is like, it won't seem like that big a deal. And it will seem weird to you that people think it is a big deal because it will be like, whatever your amount of money is that you make right now at one point, probably seem like a lot to you. Yeah. And it's the same thing at every level. And it sounds bizarre for me to say like, oh, I only had a 17 K month in January, but that <laughs> I don't mean to make it sound like, so, you know, uh, like not a big deal, but it doesn't feel like a big deal because it is normalized. And, um, so that's what we want to do in our, in our mindset work. And it will also start to, you know, the more you visualize something, you'll start to gain evidence for it in your life. You'll have conversations with people that are doing it. You'll come across more people that are already doing it. Um, you'll like attract friends into your life that are at that level or moving towards it quickly. It will start to be more of, you know, the paradigm that you're living in. Whereas right now it probably isn't right. You probably don't know. Most of us, if we live in the world where it's like normalized to make $3,000 a month, that's what we see. That's yeah. all that we can really see. That's what we create around us. So how would it feel to you, um, to make, I don't know what your goal is 10 K let's say it's a 10 K month, 20 K. I don't know what you don't have to actually share, but, um, but yeah, how does it feel to you to make an amount of money that feels right now very like, oh my God, that would be crazy. Um, it feels big. I think that's like a lot of my resistance is like, I could do so many things, like not even like, like buy a fancy car or something like that, but like I could go home and see my nephew like when I want, because I want to. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's like kind of, again, like that's so simple, like just to have these things for myself, but yeah, it feels right. like kind of monumental right now. Right. Okay. So what I want you to do then just try this over the next month and just see, this isn't about trying to manifest something. Cause I think that that's where people trip themselves up. I certainly did for a long time with a practice of visualization is like, they're trying to control an outcome, trying to force something. Mm -hmm. If we instead can view this as I'm going to like trick my brain into body, brain and body into thinking that this is already something that's normal for me. You'll be amazed how quickly it starts to be like, oh, I only wanted 5k. I only wanted 10k. Like, okay, how do I go to 20? And, and it's kind of a rabbit hole because you hit a certain amount. You'll have your first 5k as a business owner, 10k month as a business owner. And, and be like, oh, that didn't feel the way that I thought it would because right before everything in our lives manifests, it feels normal. Like that's why it manifests when it feels like, oh my God, that would be so amazing. And imagine if it was like this, we're not in harmony with that outcome, right? It's that's why it's not in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, so spend the next, even just a couple of weeks, create a visualization and let it just be fun. All that you're doing here is nurturing a, a vibrational state on the topic of money and what that would make available to you in your life. And you're just like, playing in dreamland for fun. We're not like, yeah, trying to force, you know, $10,000 into our bank account right now. Although you might find, you probably will find that you find random amounts of money on the street or you get a refund for something or whatever that will start to happen, but normalize it in your body, Write The program that says this kind of money is it it's familiar to me because you've played it over in your mind so many times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a really, really like great question. And it goes hand in hand too. Like for me, it's, I familiarize myself with an amount of money and with 
with like the clients that that would mean in my business. So I need to feel safe in receiving the money and also supporting the people that would represent that money coming in. Right. It's kind of two things that I, for me, I've had to find safety within because I could manifest the money and then be like, Oh my God, I'm, I don't know how to help all these people. They think that I am someone that I'm not and da, 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 da. And then I like, and I have actually, that's happened to me earlier on in my business. And I would have people drop out of programs, um, or ask, you know, if we could not continue together because I wasn't actually feeling safe or familiar with the idea of serving that many people, even though I manifested the amount of money. And on the flip side, I felt very safe in serving a lot of people, but not safe in receiving the money. So that's more like a lot of people making payment plans or me giving discounts. Like I don't do that anymore, but I, but I used to, um, compensating on the money side because it wasn't safe, but the clients were right. Yeah. And so it's really just like looking at all these different things. How safe do I feel in receiving? It's the same thing about an audience. Um, we can have, uh, we, someone could be making a hundred thousand dollars a month with a tiny audience because they don't feel safe being visible, but they do feel safe serving a lot of people. So those people find them in other ways. Um, or I think actually the more common thing is that people actually feel safe in having a big audience influencers and, and stuff like that, but they don't feel safe in the money. So there's actually a ton of people that have a million Instagram followers and aren't really making any money from it because that doesn't feel familiar to them. So it's, it's like a lot of the time we think, oh, that person has all these followers, they must be killing it, but it's actually two different topics, right? Yeah. No, that's such a, that's such a healthy perspective. Yeah. It's not even like a one factored thing. Yeah. No, I mean, I've had so many experiences where my, my audience doubled or tripled, but my income stayed the same. And like logic would say with triple the audience, you should be making triple the money but I wasn't, I was focusing more on the audience than I was on the money. And it's really just a matter of making it familiar in your brain and body and understanding that the, the subconscious doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and what's actually happening. The other thing is, is when you start to familiarize your body with those emotions, it, it spurs the thoughts from it, right? If you're in anxiety, you're thinking fear-based thoughts. If you're thinking fear-based thoughts, you're probably in anxiety and the two feed into each other. So if you can just like choose an emotion and the thoughts that go with it as a bonus, but like they feed off of each other. So as one elevates, so does the other. And it's a, it's a really fun process because you'll see how quickly it starts to be like, man, three weeks ago, I asked Lauren, you know, like what I should do about my money mindset. And now I'm like ready for like, how am I, you'll get to a point where you're like, how am I not already how is this not my reality already? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's when like opportunities might start coming your way or someone will reach out and ask if they can pay you, even though you don't have a, <laughs> don't have a, a program yet or whatever. Um, it will, it will start to find you. So I think you're in a good position because you're not like trying to make the money right this second, which a lot of the time keeps people in lack or noticing what isn't happening. Um, you're in a position where you're like you have a grace period where you're warming yourself up. You're putting the, the emotional and the strategic, you know, things in place or energetic and strategic foundations in place. And if you could just focus on that, it's going to take care of so much of that other stuff for you anyways. Right. Yeah. That's so true. Like, I feel like I, yeah, I do feel like I was given like this, this time, you know, uh, it's called rebirthing breath work. Uh, and it's like a year long intensive. So it does kind of feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like nestled in the womb kind of working on this thing. Yeah. And so think about it that way too, with your mindset work, like I'm just laying the foundations. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for um, just being vulnerable and being real with us. Um, I always get a lot of positive feedback from these calls and they wouldn't be possible without people willing to do them. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks girl. I'll talk to you soon.